Hi, everyone. This is Heidi St. John. I'm glad you've joined me for the podcast today. Today, I'm going to air part two of my interview with my friend Ray Reynolds. We're going to talk about why it's so important that the sheriff that you elect understands the Constitution because he is your first and last line of defense against a tyrannical government. People often think that it has everything to do with crime. And what we've seen in the last several years is we can have as much trouble from the government as we have from criminals that are roaming the streets in our communities. Ray Reynolds is going to join me. You guys are going to love this conversation. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so thanks for tuning in today. Before I get started, I want to remind you that I am in week two of a brand new Bible study that I have written called Imago Day: Created, Known, and Loved. This is an opportunity for you to jump into why it matters that we see ourselves through the lens of Scripture, that we see ourselves as reflected in the eyes of our Creator. Having a Creator changes everything. We are tackling the issues of sex and gender. We're tackling why it matters that we understand uh, that God made us male and female in his image. So when he made Heidi St. John a woman, he had a plan and a purpose for my life as it relates to my uh, my gender as a woman. And so it's beautiful. It's wonderful. You guys are going to love this study. It's a study you can do with your kids or with other women. You can find out more information at momstronginternational.com. I want to take just a moment and introduce my friend Ray Reynolds to you. Ray and I have known each other for a long time. So those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you're going to be familiar with his face because you probably will have seen us uh, palling around town. And I love Ray's heart because Ray loves people. And anyone who knows Ray knows that his his love for people is well known here in Clark County. But Ray loves people because Ray loves the Lord. And he knows who he is in Christ and he reflects that love to the community. Ray is running for sheriff here in Clark County, Washington. And so I invited him to come on my show and just talk about why it's so important that we understand who our sheriff is, and why he needs to understand the Constitution and his role as it relates to the Constitution. We are not a democracy. We are a constitutional Uh, republic. We talked about this yesterday. We're going to talk about it today again. Ray, my friend, welcome back to the show. Heidi, Heidi, thank you so much for inviting me. Hello, everybody. It is good seeing you again. This, This topic is so valuable, especially for today. For today, we we are seeing such rampant disregard for the civil rights of our people. I've mm. said it before, Heidi, that we are in the civil rights battle of our day. Not, not, it's not, not 1960s. It's right. not, this is the civil rights battle of our day. And we need to understand what our constitutional rights are. Just like you said, we are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. You know, that's so important because maybe a democracy kind of has the thing where whatever the majority says. It's a mob says, rule. It's mob rule. Mm-hmm. They can, well, we're going to decide that this, that you will, we can take away your rights. We can, we can have you arrested and we can be like Tulsa where all those people can get imprisoned, violating our civil rights. No question about it. But still, they, they can make that decision because they are a democracy. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic where the, the, the few, they're your rights. As a person, individual rights, that's what makes the difference. And that's what makes us a great country because it's not about all the rights of these of these people. It's about your specific individual right to live as an American citizen in freedom and liberty and have happiness where you're at. That's critical just right now. And it really separates us from socialist countries, too. Absolutely. Where they see you as a part of a collective instead of an individual. This also separates Christianity. 
right? Because the Bible says that God so loved the world, but we know that God loves the individual. God died for the individual. Jesus That's right. Did. And so this, there's a beautiful um, reflection of the Christian faith in our constitution. Yes. And when the founding fathers crafted it, and they'd be rolling in their grave right now <laughs> at what we've done to the liberty that was so hard won. And we fought so hard uh, to have the, the rights and responsibilities that we have as the American uh, citizen today. But the truth is we've seen these eroded in the past That's couple right. of years for sure. Absolutely. This happened in COVID, but we've seen this kind of a slow chipping away at our constitutional freedoms for decades in this country. And the sheriff has a huge role to play in whether or not we get we have someone who stands up for our constitutional rights. That's exactly right. And and adding on to that, your sheriff has, is, is, is your like he said, the last the, the last front for your protection. But he or she can stand against that kind of that kind of tyranny. That sheriff can stand and say, no, these are certain things we will do. And these are things we will not do. I mean, I ask people many times because I've, I've it's come up here in Clark County. They're saying, well, are you you won't enforce the laws? Well, of course I will. My whole I've <laughs> done it for 38 the years. Oh, OK. <laughs> for 38 years, I've done nothing but enforce yeah. the law. Right. And that's what's important is that we do. But the important thing is that we also want to protect your basic civil rights. And those civil rights have to do with your again, you're able to meet and speak during COVID. Heidi, were, did, did that did that that right get violated Absolutely. when they when they came in when they came into the church and said, well, you can only meet with 25 people here and you can only meet on at this time and you can't sing. Now, that one just about killed me. Uh, yeah, I bet it did. Because okay, you're that, the voice of Vancouver. Yes, I am. <laughs> I love that title. But, you know, it's, it, I couldn't believe that they had the audacity to actually do that. And then a lot of our churches, they acquiesced. Yes. And, 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 and buckled down. And I'll use this word, and I don't mean to be rude to, our, to the churches, but they shrank back. Well, anybody who's listened to this podcast for any length of time, and you certainly don't have to jump on my bandwagon, but I said if we could have graded the churches— in COVID, I'd give them an F. They failed the test. And we, we've we got to be smarter than this. Yes. We've got to understand our rights. We've got to understand the, the what the founding fathers meant by the separation of church and state, which, by the way, was a misunderstanding of a letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to That's the Danbury right. Baptist Church. That's right. When you hear the phrase separation of church and state, and this is why I mean the founding fathers are just rolling in their graves right now. When when they would have said it, if they would have said it, they would have meant, hey, what we mean is that the government can never impose a state-sanctioned religion right. on the people. And so in that respect, we wanted there to be a separation of church and state so that the government can never again tell us what to do uh, with our religious convictions. That's right. But we've seen the woke left say, oh, no, it means that we can't have our faith influence our government at all. How's that working for us, right? I'm telling you, it's not working very good at all. As a matter of fact, we're looking at our rights being eroded to such an extent that people right now don't even know if they can speak anymore, that they're afraid to speak. They're afraid to say, well, for example, if they, they ask me, well, which laws would you, would, you, would you enforce or not enforce? I'm like, well, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Of course I'm going to enforce all the laws. But there are some laws that are unjust. Yes. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And those just those laws that are unjust, we it, I believe that your sheriff, that she or he has the obligation to look at the laws and see if they are, in fact, a violation of our Constitution. And if those laws are a violation of our Constitution, then they need to make a decision. 
Are they going to just allow that law to go through and just simply do what was done with the last? Well, sheriff? we're a nation of laws. And if we no longer abide by the law, we, we, if we ha- don't abide by the Constitution. We don't have a country. We have to abide by the laws. We have to. And we but those some of those. But the, if the law violates the Constitution, mm-hmm. which Heidi, is the supreme authority law in the, of land. the land, that's right. The supreme law of the land. Mm-hmm. And if those laws violate that Constitution, I believe your sheriff has an obligation to not enforce that law. Now, you say, whoa, Ray, what are you saying? I'm saying, and I asked the question of many people, would you have arrested Rosa Parks? Mm, she was violating the law. She, she violated the law. Mm-hmm. Rosa Parks, there was a law that said that black people mm-hmm. had to give up their seat for white people. Right. And if a white person walked onto the bus, you had to get up and move to the back. doesn't matter if you were old or young. And she finally had enough. And she said, enough is enough is enough. And she sat there and refused. Guess how long it's taken? She was convicted, right? Arrested, convicted of of this crime. Was that a just law? Of course not. It was not. And and everyone in the sound of my voice, you would say, I would never arrest it. Rosa Parks? No, because it's an unjust law. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King talks about it, and I believe he's rolling in his grave right now. Oh, there's no question. You know, saying, well, well of course I don't want you enforcing this. I, I went to jail many times on unjust laws. Many of the people of the, of, the, of the movement were killed and imprisoned under these unjust laws, and yet who carried out these laws? Our law enforcement. Wouldn't it have been a change in something if the, if no one had arrested Rosa Parks and she had just stood there and they would have said, you know, we're going to be just like, the, you know, like I think it's New Mexico. It was a town in New Mexico. And I'll just say it, it was during World War II. Uh, there was the there's the Mayamura family. Um, they had a son named Hiroshi. These are Americans, Americans. Well, when the World War II broke out. It was a horrible thing that all of the, the a lot of the our our American citizens who happened to be of Japanese origin were rounded up, violating their civil rights, their it's Fourth Amendment right. Yeah, violated their Fourth Amendment right against unlawful search and seizure. No warrant. Their property was taken. Another violation of our constitution because of their heritage. Because of their heritage, but they were Americans, yeah. and yet their rights were violated. And there was a law that allowed them to do it. Well, in New Mexico. All of the, the the word came to the the city leaders. Uh, do you have any uh, Japanese Americans in your city? And I go, yes, we do. And they're proud Americans, and they are proud Americans. We said, well, we think you should probably put them because of what's going on. You should probably put them in internment camps. Well, this city said no. They said no, and guess what came of that? Hiroshi Mayamura came of that. Hmm. Hiroshi Mayamur was the son of one of those of, of, of those migrants, those Americans, and he joined the army. Hmm. And Hiroshi became one of the most decorated soldiers of World War II. And he loved the country. He loved his country. That's right. He was an American. And because this town said, no, we will not enforce that law that you want us to do to take away the rights of our civil of our American citizens. No, we're not going to do it. We now have an absolute hero. In Hiroshi, they called him Hershey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we, we've got this. 
It matters, I think, more and more as people are waking up to the Democrat policies like we talked about yesterday. Yes. This woke, These woke policies that let criminals out, that doesn't <sighs> prosecute, that removes uh, the right of, of, uh, of police officers to actually go after criminals. Yeah. And so we're watching a rise in crime. We're watching a, a rise in a, the criminal homeless. We're watching a rise in, a, in fentanyl abuse. Oh. And the fentanyl that's pouring across our southern border and coming into even up here into Washington State. Thank you, China. Yeah, thank you very much. And so it matters. But what matters even more than your ability to determine rightly how the Constitution should be applied to our everyday lives is whether or not you're a man of conscience and whether what your character looks like. So I'm going to title this podcast The Constitution, Character and Conscience. And we're going to talk about character in just a moment. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ray, before the break, I mentioned that I I think that there are three C's. Yes. And actually, you should start campaigning on this. I'm, you I'm, should, I'm go, go you with should it, write go. this down. Write it down. I'm writing so, it down. <laughs> so the Constitution, which, which we've just talked about, and conscience, mm-hmm. which is we, we do what's right according to the law. And obviously, we don't violate our conscience, which is right. what you were saying. We look at a law. We say, is this just? We look at what happened to Rosa Parks, and we, we say, is this just? That's right. But the third component to that, obviously, is character. And, and you, character matters. We need to have people in these positions of authority. Like we yes. said yesterday, we are in the middle of a leadership crisis like I have never seen. Yes. Our country is circling the drain right now That's because right. of bad leaders. But we can do something about that, we Heidi. We can. And I think that is why, I mean, that's why I've got you here today, yes. right? <laughs> because uh, you and I both share a love for Washington State yes. and a love for our country. Yes. And a love for God. And he calls us off the sidelines and onto the front lines. And yet what I've noticed is sort of this laziness in in the average voter to just, you know, read a, a postcard or read a website and not really look into the character of the people that are running. Because people can say anything they want to. And I mean, I can vouch for your character. I've known you for a very long time. Why, Ray, does character matter, especially when it comes to law enforcement officials and the top law enforcement official in the county, which would be the sheriff? It matters. Character matters. And I think we need to really, really emphasize that. That means that the person that you have there has not just been out there just going for his own personal abilities or her personal abilities. No, it's it's about what is good for the community. You know, community is probably the most important thing that we can have. And that the community trusts you to to lead, to come up with, to do things that help the community, like mentoring of our youth, like coming up and working with our veterans, like keeping our veterans that are that are homeless and getting them housed. Those are things that the leadership we've take I've taken to do this. Mm-hmm. Character matters. That if that when you go into a situation, it's a, a good example. We had um. Uh, up in Washougal when I was a game warden a hundred years ago. Um, <laughs> you don't look a hundred years old. Well, you know. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Ray. Well, you know. <laughs> but I was up there and they, and a lot of the guys in the upper Washougal area, there was an issue with lots of poaching and a lot of, you know, illegal activity. 
And it's more of a kind of a frontier mentality. Well, well, you don't come on the property and all of that. I, well, and Washougal I get it. is kind of the last frontier. It was, it was, and I loved it. And I love it. <laughs> I have to say, I'm a Washougal boy, and it's and it's very important. But when you when we even though you arrest people, you show fairness. We had a situation where there where we had elk or deer that would, had been either shot illegally or somehow there was an accident or whatever. But those animals, we didn't go to the different people and say, you know what? What can you do? So we talked to the people and they go, well, I can. I said, if you pick up this deer or this elk that is that, that, that needs to be taken care of and you, you got it, you clean it, you bone it, you, you put it in package and take it to a poor family. Why not? And that's what we did mm. multiple times. And you know what that did for the community? They saw that, yes, you can be a law enforcement official, but at the same time, you could be caring mm-hmm. of the community and caring of those in need. And you can work with the community. That's showing character. Well, it's taking what Satan means for evil and using it. You turn it to good. Oh, I like that. And that's exactly what we did. And that's why character is so important because people read that and they want to follow you. And after a while, even those people, and the Bible talks about this, even those people who were your enemies will come to respect you and actually be part of your camp and actually come into your into your camp. And that has happened to me as I'm running for sheriff. Yeah. Many, many people are coming to me who remind me of some of the things that I had forgotten about. Right. But it showed the character and your sheriff has to show character, has to be the person that will stand up and say no to certain overreach of our government. That sheriff will say no to the violation of your basic civil rights. will say no to that. He, you have to have someone to stand up for you. It is clear that you have a, uh, we do have a leadership problem. I am, I'm, I, I don't want to despair because I'm not, because what I'm bringing to you is hope and a spirit of hope. But we have to understand that people need, need to know there's character. They have to know that the people are, that the sheriff is there to protect them, not just from crooks, not just from criminals, but from those that would rob you of your basic inalienable rights. And a lot of them are in our government right now. And that is the people we need to say yeah. no to. Yeah. I, we, I have a line here that I go by. It's, it's kind of a cool one. At least I thought it was. <laughs> it's where we, we, we go. You have to, when, when you, when they, in the military sense, there's a line of officers or people moving forward. And many times there's, they're moving right into battle. And then there's a time when you have to, the, the, the cry goes out mm-hmm. to hold the line. Mm-hmm. The hold the line means that the line stops, but at the same time, nothing comes through. Nobody moves backwards. They don't. They hold the line. In other words, they don't give that any ground. That's where we're at right now. We need to have men and women in leadership roles that will say enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Let us have exactly what we need, but hold the line on character Hold the line on our basic civil rights. Mm-hmm. Hold the line on government overreach. Demand integrity. Demand integrity yeah. in our government. Yeah. And what's something more important, and not more important, but as important, is that the people that we elect, the people that we select as leaders, need to be not this people that lord, it's lord over us. No, they have to be the servant leaders that mm. we need. And that's what I, I believe strongly in, that we have— Servant leadership. Now I believe the leadership we have is all based on, I'm not even sure well, what it's, it's based on. You know, I was, thinking, right I was thinking about this, you know, and actually I wrote down in my, in my notes as you're talking, 
uh, I highlighted the word humility. Yes. Because if we're going to uh, sub- submit ourselves willfully, which we do as citizens of the United States, to those who are in elected positions in authority over us. Yes. Then it would make sense that we would want those people to be humble. Yes. The last thing we need in law enforcement is arrogance. The That's last thing we need in a in a sheriff is an arrogant attitude. It's hubris. What we need is humility. And I love mm-hmm. that you highlighted the need for servant leadership. Yes. And I think this is what we've lost in Congress. We have. This is what we've lost in the state house. This is what we lost in the White House. When you can see the arrogance and the hubris, Speak right? It. The the Speak unbridled it. greed and the arrogance that's coming out of our current elected officials. We need people who will model servant leadership because uh, leadership really is a servant's position. That's exactly it's right. A servant. Why you're don't people serving understand the people. that? You're not the Lord of them. You're serving you're them. You're the servant. Yeah. And that's why it's so good, you know, to many times there was on police cars, you would see to protect and, and serve. Exactly. Yeah. Protect and serve. Mm-hmm. You know, our motto here is to defend, you know, mm-hmm. and safeguard the people mm-hmm. of Clark County. What? That means I'm serving and protecting yes. them, yeah. and that's one thing that is that is missing right now. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm not trying to condemn anybody that's in authority right now in the in the sheriff's office, but I am saying this: we are in a dearth of leadership there. Yep. yep. And and right now, now we've lost our jail. Yep. Because that they well, some thank people you to the city council. City, yeah, our county council decided yep. that they were going to take the jail from the sheriff's office. That bothers me, Heidi. Because now you've robbed the people of their right to have a sheriff. You've basically Overseer. taken half of the yeah. sheriff's office. You've taken it. Mm-hmm. And you, now you've robbed that of the sheriff being the overseer. I that be challenged uh, in court. I would hope so. Yeah. I, I, I wonder. I, I was actually shocked by that. Every single person that sits on the Clark County Council needs to go away. And I'm going to dedicate my life to making sure those guys <laughs> don't get reelected. Because we've watched, we've watched their tyrannical rule in COVID. Now we're watching it with how they're looking at the jails. It's very disappointing, especially as some of these people who call themselves conservative. I, I, I am I'm concerned about why this happened. I am. I spoke with a couple of, of, of leaders and they've given me ideas as to what what they were thinking. And but even they are saying some of this just got rushed through and the optics on it don't look good. Well, well, and I this said, is what happened in yeah. the Washington state legislature too, when they passed the dirty dozen yes. and they didn't even realize what are the real world implications. This exactly. is part of the problem with our leadership right now. They pass these ridiculous laws and they have no idea what the real world uh, implications will be. How is this going to affect the everyday people that live under the tyranny of this legislation? Heidi, and we've had the same thing happen now. Exactly. Do you know that we don't have a strategic plan for the Clark County Sheriff or for Clark County at all? No strategic plan. In other words, are we going to be planning out two years, three years, mm-hmm. four years? Yeah, what do we want our county years? to look like? What are we what what are we yeah, looking at? Where are we going? At? Where are we going? We yeah. is it just year to year and we go, oh, oh, I guess we can I, do this. I think it's moment to moment. And I mean, that it, is it feels unexpl- like that to me. And this taking away of this portion of, of, of the sheriff's office, taking away the people's right to 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 have a say, it 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 violates their trust, in my opinion. It certainly does. Well, the Clark County Council is good at violating the trust of the people. We've seen this over and over again in the last year and a half. You don't have to comment. Uh, this is my show. <laughs> but I, I, this I'm, just, is, I'm listening. This is my uh, this is my opinion, obviously, as I'm watching things unfold. But we've got people listening to this show mm-hmm. all over the country. Yes. 
And some of them are in terrible circumstances right now. Some of the people that are listening to this are in cities like Chicago and Philadelphia and New York. Did you watch the mayor? Did you see the mayor of New York get up in front? I said, somebody needs to hand that guy a little tiny violin. He was standing up there in front of all of his people and he was he was whining and crying that that Governor DeSantis shipped a bunch of migrants up to New York and let him go. And he, was like, he was just like, we never asked for this, you know, just whining like a little girl. And I'm like, oh, right, because the people in Florida asked for it and the people in Arizona asked for it and the people in California and Texas asked for it. No, you're going to taste of your own medicine, you hypocrite. And that's what we're seeing right now. We yeah. are surrounded by people in leadership. From the smallest positions of authority to the largest who are hypocrites. And I hope that come November, we Mm. vote these people out. And it's a large part of the reason why I'm so excited that you're running for Congress. I want you really quickly, because we've only got about a minute left, to speak to the men and women who are listening to this that aren't in Clark County. They're around the country and maybe they're discouraged because they're living in, in places like I was just telling you, Philadelphia, Chicago, Portland, for goodness sake. Seattle, and they're watching the homeless rates skyrocket. They're watching fentanyl um, coming into their into their communities. They're watching crime skyrocket, and they they kind of feel like they're living in Gotham. Yeah, give them some hope, Ray, because you're good at that. You know, I want to I want to speak to you directly because many of you have just turned on this program, and you're just kind of were who's this guy? You know, all of a sudden, who's this guy? Who's this Ray Reynolds? And who's this who's this Heidi? And you just turned it on. But now, for such a time as this, I believe that you've been called. I want to bring you hope right now. Now is the time that you, and for you to rise up, to be the person that you've always wanted to be. You are the light of the world. You are the one who can do what is good in your community, right where you're at. You come, but Ray, I'm just, I'm a janitor. I'm a, I'm a police officer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a CEO in a company. You know, I, I don't have that much influence. Yes, you do. Right where you're at, you can influence multiple people for the kingdom, to do what is good and righteous in the eyes of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. This is what you were, you were appointed for, for such a time as this. Remember the story of Esther, how she was appointed for such a time. Now is your time. Don't let someone else take your blessing and, and go off with it. Mm, now is on. your time. Arise and do, do what I've, I just said a little bit earlier. Hold the line. Mm. Hold the line. Do not give up any more ground. Take ground for, for the kingdom and be the light and the hope that your community needs. And I specifically speak to you in Chicago because I know that you're underneath the, the, the darkness and, the, and, the, and the, the burden of arrogant, almost um, criminal type leadership. I, I feel for you. But you can be the light and things can change. Same for you, New York. You can make, you can make it happen. You have the ability and you have the guts and the grit. I speak to you right now, Tulsa. It's time for you to rise up and for the, for the people of light to arise in you, Tulsa. Now is the time. If ever there was a time where you need to say, we need to rise up, now is the time. Wow. Well, that was just the Holy, Holy Spirit goosebump moment. <laughs> this is the time. Yes, and it if, is. And if not now, when? And if not yeah. You, if, not, if not you and me, then who? And if not here, where? Yeah. So right here, right now yeah. is our time. Yeah, it absolutely is. You, uh, you obviously, you know, are just dear to my heart and have been for many years. But I hope to see more and more leaders who embody your courage, your strength, your wisdom, your humility, and your love. 
begin to run for positions of authority around this country. We need yes. it desperately. Where where can people find you online so they can? You guys send this man <laughs> money. So for all of you guys who are watching, uh, you know me. I ran for Congress. It takes a lot of money to run for any elected uh, office, particularly now as we're getting close to these contested races heading into. Uh, election, which is what day? It's November. November eighth. November eighth. Woo, coming right up. Yep, so we got less than a month, yeah. mm-hmm. and I I'm going to encourage you guys. Ray can do a whole lot more when he's got more money, and sure. so that means radio ads. It means printed materials. It means hiring staff. It means all of those things. And so you can help him if you're interested in helping Clark County, Washington, have a good sheriff. Check it out. Where can they find you, Ray? Go to r e y r e y n o l d s. That's rayreynolds.com. RayReynolds.com. You can go there. You can look at all of the, my positions that I'm taking. You can go there. You can see the uh, uh, not only my positions, but you can see some of the things that we've been doing. Some of the new program, the new not programs, but solutions yep. that we propose and that we are doing as we this speak. This is why you and I have gotten along so well over the years. We're both solutions people. Yes. You know, my solution was the Homeschool Resource Center and, and looking at the brokenness in our public school system right. and saying, how can we find another way? Surely there's got to be a way. You looked at the situation that's happening here in Clark County with homelessness and crime, and you invented the net and came up with such great ideas. And you turn what Satan means for evil into good. That's why I think you're going to be a wonderful sheriff. That's why you are a local treasure. And now, as many of you are are finding out, also a national treasure. I hope you will go to RayReynolds.com and support his run for sheriff. Thank you for coming on the show, my friend. Heidi, uh, I can't tell you how much it is a pleasure is to be on this to see, to be with your audience, I can't tell you how awesome it is that I know that a woman of your character is is out there doing what must be done. And I applaud you. I, and I pray for you. And I would like to tell everybody, pray for Heidi. You know, pray for her, for, for the ministry that she's doing, for the, for the incredible work that she's doing, not only here in Clark County. She is our treasure, but she's going to be a treasure to this whole nation. And I want to thank you all for that. Again, thank you, Heidi. Thank you, my friend. Let's do it again soon. You got it. You guys, for more information on Ray Reynolds, go to rayreynolds.com or you can go to heidistjohn.com forward slash podcast and I will have all that information linked for you today. Thank you so much for listening today. And you guys, as you go into the weekend, love your families well. Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys back here again on Monday at the intersection of faith and For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.